Wow. Okay. Um, if you've been on Facebook yesterday, you'll have seen this uh, slide already. Um, the title of today's talk is Surrendered. Um, it, and even in the preparation of this today, um, surrendered is what I've had to be and in submitting and surrendering to what God wants to say. Because I started off preparing one thing and God led me to another. Um, and that's kind of, you know, practicing what you preach is, is literally what I was, what's brought this into being. So, um, so yeah, so... Tomorrow is Monday the 4th of June. Awesome. <laughs> and we're all going to go into our daily lives, each of us to the places we spend most of our time, alongside the people we spend most of our time with. Indoors. That's me, usually. Outdoors. Definitely not me. <laughs> in, in our various spheres... And whatever they may be. But in each of them, as we get into our day, we can, we can so easily surrender to the routine. Yeah. Same old, same old. Carry on almost from where we were on Friday, and it's the same old thing. Getting up at the same old time, doing the same old thing. And in preparing this, as I, as I heard from God, as I... I listened carefully what he wanted to bring in this message today. As I've spent time in his presence, he says something very clearly. And, it, and it's, that's not how he wants us to live our lives. He doesn't want us to be surrendered to the routine. Yeah. He wants us to be surrendered to him. Yeah. In fact, he wants our lives to be literally out of this world. Can you turn with me to Luke 5, please? In Luke 5, we read about Simon who's not only surrendered to the routine of his day, but also to its frustration and its fruitlessness. Ever had one of those days? Ever had one of those days when you've, for all your efforts, you've come out of the other end thinking, oh, what did I bother for? What did I get up for? Should have stayed in bed. So let's read what happened. So starting from verse 1. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, that's Jesus is talking about here, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Simon answered, Master, 
We toiled all night and we took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when he had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. So, if you stay in those, we'll be be revisiting those verses, so keep your Bibles open. So what has God had to say about this? In verse 3, Jesus asked to use Simon's boat. Simon surrenders it to him, allowing him to speak, to use it to speak to the crowd. Getting into the one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. See, for Simon, his boat was his life. It's what he made his living from. It's where he spent most of his time. Day in, day out, the same old, same old. What he knew, what he experienced. And he surrendered it to Jesus. And to live the life God wants us to, we have to do the same. We have to surrender our boat We have to surrender our life to him. For me, in recent times, that's actually meant surrendering some of my time before starting work in a room not unlike this one here. Getting into God's presence and praying into the day ahead for myself, for my family, for those who I'll be working alongside in the day ahead. See, before that, I spent time doing other things before work. I'd, I'd write articles or do other stuff. But God challenged me and said, I want you to surrender that time. I want you to give that to me. I want you to take that time out. And in fact, this word is coming from that place. In surrendering to him, I'm speaking to you now. See, in his presence, God speaks to us. When we give him our boat, when we give him our life, that's when God comes into our heart and speaks a word of life to us. And when God speaks to us, we're able to break from the routine. It no longer owns us, but we, through the word of God, are able to do mighty things. In fact, we're able to do what God wants us to do. In his presence. In Ephesians it says, God can do anything you know, far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. 
What are your wildest dreams like? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. God can do anything. We heard it from Kathy this morning about the amazing universe that we live in, that we're a part of. God did all that. So how much more can he do for you? What are, the, what are the limits that you put on your life? How much are you expecting God for? So, when Jesus had fi- finished speaking, he said to Simon, put into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Look what, G- well, look what um, Simon said in response to what the word of God was to him. Master, we toiled all night. We took nothing. Having surrendered his boat, Jesus spoke to Simon. Simon heard what Jesus said, but he didn't understand it. He says, Master, we toiled all night and we took nothing. At this point, Simon had a million questions running through his head. And after toiling all night, he didn't really feel like doing what Jesus had asked him to do anyway. I'm tired, Jesus. I've been up all night. Can't we wait till later, Jesus? Let's finish cleaning our nets first. But Jesus, you're a carpenter. What do you know about fishing? Don't you realise the fish won't come to the surface at this time of day? They're all in the deep where it's cool. Don't you understand? In Proverbs... We're told, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your understanding. When the word of God comes and we don't understand it, we have to lay that down and say, I trust in your word, God. Because often when the word of God comes, we won't understand it because it is the word of God. And he knows better than we do. (laughs) We have to trust him. However insignificant or crazy what he's asked might seem to us. And it might be, he says, send a card to this person or send an email to that person, say this to that person, or give this money to that person. And many of us will have experienced that prompting. And I challenge myself, how many times have I acted on that prompting? How many times have I heard the word of God and allowed it to just drop to the floor. I challenge myself today to to not do that. When I hear the word of God say, okay, I don't understand it, God, but I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. I'm going to carry it out. And my testimony is that there's times when I have done that. I recount one time recently when um, I was in that room, looked at earlier, and I was praying, and God said... Send an email to this person at work about this thing, and that was it, really. And this person who I sent this email to was somebody who, let's just say, I found it a challenge to get on with. Okay. But I sent the email, trusting God, and through sending that email, opened up that relationship opened up something that I couldn't have created it I could, however much I could have driven to or 
engineered it. It was God that made an opening in that relationship. Even a conversation or something insignificant, in, seemingly insignificant, but the impact is far-reaching. And that's the other thing we need to understand about this, is that when the word of God comes, we might feel like it's just a small thing, but God has a way of taking a small seed and making it into something significant. So Simon surrenders his will to Jesus. In spite of his internal questioning, Simon said something that allowed Jesus to do what he wanted to do for him. Something beyond his wildest dreams. And what did Simon say? But at your word, I will let down the nets. At your word, Jesus, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm still thinking this is not time to fish right now. This is not not going to be good. I'm, we've been out all night already, not caught a thing. But we're going to go out and it's, not going to be, it's just going to be the same. We're going to come back and we're going to have no fish. But in spite of not understanding it all, Simon surrendered to him. And this is what happened. When they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signalled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so much that they began to sink. So not only did Jesus not only did Jesus filled one boat with fish, but also the other boat, but to the, to the point where they were sinking. This is my imagination a little bit going, thinking, uh, taking this along a bit, but I, I, I wonder whether Simon ever had a catch like that in his life. I wonder, I mean, if the boats were sinking... It doesn't seem like they were built for this kind of catch. They maybe would have used bigger boats. So their experience of life up to that point had been on a much smaller scale. So not only does the obedience to the word of God result in fruitfulness, but it's beyond measure. It's bigger, it's far-reaching to the point of where this is above and beyond. An important point to note here is that the fishermen didn't strive to make this happen. They didn't spend another six, eight hours out in the, in the, um, in the lake. They went out there and they got, they got the fish. It was almost an, it was a good day at the office. Yes. It happened because they surrendered to and put their faith in the word of Jesus. Yes, they surrendered to the word. Simon found himself surrendering to Jesus himself. In fact, he was totally undone. He was so overwhelmed by this miracle, because that's what it was that had happened. He was undone. 
And he said, he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so also were James and John, son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. In the presence of Jesus, he recognized his... The awesomeness of God, actually. And he recognized how much he fell short of that. But I'm so thankful that Jesus is so gracious towards us that, as we sang earlier, he is good. He is good. He is good. Always good. And he didn't condemn Simon at all. In fact, he says to him, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. Jesus gave Simon a new purpose in life. He said, you know what, Simon, I'm going to take what you are and I'm going to give you a new purpose. I'm going to take you and and transform your life. Your life is not going to be routine ever again. Your life is going to be a a life that that has got a new meaning. there's There's a reason for getting up on Monday the 4th of June. Because I am with you. And I have a purpose for you. And I have a plan for you. Don't settle for the small catch or the no catch. Get into the presence of Jesus. Look for the word that will bring the abundance for you. But that's not the end of the story for Simon. Jesus gives him a new name, Peter, to go with that purpose. And in John 6 and Matthew 14, we read about another day when Peter's routine was once again transformed. When evening came, his disciples went to the sea, got into a boat and started across the sea to Capernaum it was now dark and Jesus had not yet come to them the sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing when they had rowed about three or four miles they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat and they were frightened it's in John 6 16 to 19 And from Matthew 14, 25, we see that the same event recorded in Matthew. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. I think I would be, wouldn't you? If you saw this person walking along the sea towards you in the middle of the night when there's a storm blowing. And they said, is it a ghost? They cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid, because he is good. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Now, this is 
later on after, you know, I don't know how many, how long in, in time it had been, but Peter has learned by now that the word of God is able to empower him to do anything. He's seen on that first day he encountered Jesus that the word of God has no limits. It, the word of God can bring fish out of nowhere, literally. And, and so now he's, he's recognised that at the word of God, he can walk on the water. I have to say, would I, if I'd have been in that boat, would I have had the same inclination? Would that be my th- first thought? But it was for Peter. And he so learned that surrendering his life to his will and himself to the word, to Jesus, opened the way to a life beyond his wildest dreams. And what word did Jesus say to him? Come, he said. Or how it says in the footnote of the Passion Translation, go for it. And Peter does go for it. He surrenders to the word. He surrenders to the word. And that's our encouragement for today. That is the word for today. Respond, hear the word, respond to the word, trust in the word, and go for it. That's his heart for you today. That's his heart for you tomorrow. Go for it. God is good, always good. He has a plan and a purpose. And that is, that is it. Go for it. His heart is, don't settle for the routine. Don't settle for the mundane. Don't settle for the, just the everyday. Seek God in it all. Get before him in his presence. Take time out. Hear what he's saying to you. Don't um, despise the small things. Don't, don't think it just because it's a small word that it's insignificant because God can take a seed and make it into a, a, an enormous tree. So, yeah, thank you, God. This house, we are real. But we also make mistakes. And when we do, we make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone. And we also have lots of fun. In this house, we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We are family. And in this house, that means we we love. love.